They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, the journey of an entrepreneur. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of First to Arrive, Last to Leave. We've got Christy Nelson here of Make It, Take It. Christy, hello. Hello, thanks for having me. Welcome. Welcome, <laughs> and you're our very first non-Dallas 10K SBer, so welcome. Oh, that's impressive. (laughs) You're going straight to Nebraska, one of the most popular states there is. It is. Hey, we travel big time here. We go very big time. So, Christy, thank you so much. I've met you through the the program. I love your business. And you started blogging. You moved into a brick and mortar. So can you tell us a little bit about Make It, Take It and the history of it? For sure. So you already mentioned I started out as a blogger. I was a craft blogger. Uh, Gee, like started in 2004. So early days of blogging. And I just loved making things, making different things. And over the years, I started to build relationships with a lot of craft companies. So they would send me things because they wanted me to make stuff with them. And it got to the point where I was trying so many new things and I was like, this is really fun and no one else really gets the opportunity to do this. What if I had a place where people could come and try out all of these tools that I've accumulated and, you know, just have a fun space to create in. So I wasn't quite able to do it when I really wanted to. I had little kids and the timing just wasn't right. But when I turned 40, I was like, it's now or never, I'm gonna do this. And I signed a lease for better or worse and I just made it happen. And we've been in business seven years now and we've evolved a lot, but basically the start start of my business was just because I wanted people to be able to try out as many different things as they could without making a big investment. So that so basically, it, these companies give you access to supplies and stuff, and then you're creating new um, concepts, or you're making it so that people can come and create different things, or you start with one thing and move into another thing. Well, when I was a blogger, they would send me things, so I would create tutorials or right. okay. things using their products. Um, now that I'm a brick and mortar, I don't do much of that anymore. It's we do DIY you know, craft studio stuff. They come in, pick a project. We have all the things for them to make it here. So it's like, instead of going to Michael's and buying all the supplies you need for one project, you can come here and you just use what you need. And so that's kind of how the concept started. So did you, were you able to utilize the momentum from the blog to your brick and mortar or was it more of a fresh start, you know, moving from a, you know, national to a local level? It was a fresh start, mostly because I had stopped blogging like five years before I opened my store. So it wasn't a, you know, a sudden change. So it was mostly the time was right for me to do a brick and mortar. And that's how that came to be. It's not too exciting, but. Hey, no, that, I mean, it it is (laughs) because 
you're you're creating a space for so many people to be able to come. And I know that um, Michael takes Michael's <laughs> takes a lot of my money. <laughs> so if I could go somewhere where I could bring my daughter, she can make something, and I don't have all that excess materials that we end up not using. I mean, that's really clever. Yeah, if you didn't, you don't need a package of you know eighty buttons when you just need three or something like that to complete a. And we have like rhinestones and pom poms and all the ribbon and pipe cleaners and felt, and so kids can go crazy in here. Adults do too, and just can embellish whatever they want. They have a lot of choices. Yeah. So talk. I want to go more about growth because you know those listening, they're either I love you know, at a place where they're like, screw this, I'm doing it. Like you said you did when you jumped in the brick and mortar. Or, you know, we're all really trying to figure out how to grow, how to connect to those clients and grow. So can you talk about what you did through your journey to, I mean, you, you've you got a very successful business right now. I know we'll talk about the events and everything else you do, but can you talk about what you really worked on to cultivate that community and grow the business to where it's at? Yeah, this is something that I'm really passionate about, actually, because I think we do that really well here is create a community. So the first thing that I did when I first opened is uh, I gave parties away. (laughs) So I would give um, all the schools. I'd be like, hey, you have your silent auction. You can auction off a private party. And so I would give parties to all the schools and then whoever would win the party, you know, they invite 10 friends and the parents have to drop them off. My store is something that you kind of have to, it's hard to describe how awesome it is. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have, it's really awesome. You have to come in and see like, wow, there's so many things to do here. There are a lot of, you know, we cover a wide age range. So that was the first thing I did to really get people to know about our store was the party giveaways. And I did that for two years. I don't give away parties anymore (laughs) Um, because I have enough bookings now that are paying that I don't want to fill those slots with free parties. Um, Another thing we did is open the splatter room. So we have a room where you can throw paint. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, it's really fun. So now I give away splatter paint they can come and splatter so i give those away um and it's just really helped bring people through the door Uh, another thing is for our more adult side of things we have a yarn shop component to our store and a sewing studio and so every thursday night we have a craft social where you can just come and hang out and knit crochet cross stitch or whatever and we've built a really strong community around that. And they are very loyal to our store because now they're our friends, you know, because we've all gotten to know each other and they're my best advocates and invite people all the time. So that was another great thing we did to help grow and become more known in the community. I think what's really interesting is you're talking about almost like not guerrilla marketing but you're you're giving you're giving stuff away and so that in you it's almost like a bounce back so you you know it's going to come back in return how would you suggest a smaller a small business do that like what were some things that you felt were 
helpful during that process? Because I think a lot of people are worried about, they've already spent a lot of money, they've put it into inventory, they've built this brick and mortar, and now you want us to give away things for free. Tell us how like you were able to get your head around that. And capitalize on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I just knew that I had the time available because when you're first starting out, like I was, I had one employee, one very part-time employee helping me in case I needed to like be sick for a day. Yeah. <laughs> so um, between the two of us, we just knew that we needed to give away these parties to get people through the door. Once they were in the door, I grasped everyone's emails. Yep. At the beginning of every party, I would give a long spiel, not a long one, but I would just talk about the store and what we do besides parties. So everyone would know, you know, you can come in here any day and do projects like this anytime. And so it was just like, you wanna have a way to bring people through the door. And if that means luring them in with something free, it doesn't have to be as extravagant as a, you know, like, but private parties back then were worth, like 175 to $200. They're more now, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that was, that was something that I felt I needed to do to bring the people that I wanted through the door. Yeah. And then going through those school silent auctions, everyone at the school who was bidding would see those Mm -hmm. and they would know, wow, she offers parties. And so it was just, It just made a lot of sense that that was how I would need to get the people to come to the store. Well, especially because it's very hands-on, right? And you think of like social Mm -hmm. media and stuff, you can talk about it, but if they have something tangible Mm -hmm. that they can come in and now they're they're present in your space and they see it, I mean, that's that's just really clever. Yeah, and I just can't- We're on a really good street too, sorry. No, no, (laughs) say it, please say it. We're right next, we were right next to like a really popular coffee spot. Uh, a nice little bakery and so we would get some foot traffic and just having people come in and see like that was really really important well and I just can't stress enough you did what you were supposed to do I know this is like you know Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before on the show I know Courtney I've had private conversations about this how many people want to do something but oh I have to follow up with people and you know keep up with the CRM and ah that seems like a lot of work and I also love the fact that you it didn't happen overnight for you. It was two years of yeah. giving us away. Can you talk about that as you're growing and you're seeing growth, but you're still, you know, what was it that, that kept you going with it? Was it enough growth that you could, or were there times where, you know, you kind of had to have a little faith through it all? Well, I'm still kind of living in that mindset of, I still need to get more people in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. As I, As you grow, you know, I have more people on payroll, Mm -hmm. I have more expenses and things like that. So when you grow, you still have to have that keep going (laughs) mentality. I mean, I'm at a point now where if I had known I was gonna generate as many sales in a month as I do now, if I knew that two years ago or three years ago, I would think like, wow, how am I doing that? What, how can I do that now? And it really is just an accumulation of staying around, keeping your face out there, making sure people know I'm still here 
and just trying to grab, you know, like the kids kind of age out. My sweet spot is ages eight to 12 for the birthday parties for sure. Mm. And then they age out and then I need to get the younger ones to come in. And so it, it is just this constant cycle. So I don't think, well, I'm not giving away parties anymore. I'm still looking for ways to bring people in. We do um, a, a swap with the radio station here, a local radio station, and I give them gift certificates. And so, but the gift certificates I give are just for the splatter room. So here's my secret of the splatter room. It's, the actual cost of doing that is very little. Yeah. You know, so, um, but I charge, like my margin is high. So for me to give away something that's a $50 value, but for me is not that much, yeah. it's a great way for new people to come in. So I give them, you know, like $1,000 worth of these vouchers, they sell them for half price. So they get half of that money for them. Oh, and ooh, I, I get that. the full value of radio ads. And they mention us all the time. And so that's been a really great way lately for me to, you know, it's not technically free radio advertising because I'm giving away these gift certificates, but what I get back is so much more than what I'm what I'm giving. Do you have like a tangible number as to like what percentage actually comes back from those advertising? Or for that would for that? be smart. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm just I'm because you know like in sales right you you say okay I'm going to put out mm -hmm. 100 emails and you're like if I get 3% back and they order like that's going to feel like it's covering you know the effort so I'm curious what you feel is like covering the effort for this I know for sure it's covering <laughs> the effort I don't have a tangible number but cool. a lot of those people come in uh and they buy stuff too, well, so that's yeah. great. The thing that I, mostly be, that I'm, I'm asking that is because if you think of like, how often are you listening to the radio anymore? Like, in, in for me, I'm like, okay, it's podcast, it's it's an audible book. I haven't turned the radio on in a while, so I, I actually feel kind of silly that I didn't. That oh my gosh, that is is still a really mm -hmm. great opportunity to get in front of your customer or a customer. Yeah, and I love the creativity in it. Yeah. Like it's not, well, I have to pay them for us or I have to do that. It's, all right, what can what can I do as a win for them and a win for me? And I've, it doesn't have to be black and white. You can figure out creative ways to do that. Yeah, it's really creative. Yeah, it, it's been really helpful for our business to get more people in from that. And then the people who know us already and maybe have already splattered and don't wanna do it again or whatever, they still get to hear those commercials and they're mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, make it, take it, we should go there. Or, oh yeah, make it, take it, I should book a party. So it's helpful in so many ways. Yeah. yeah that, so when did you go through the program? I was in the national cohort 16, so a year ago. Awesome, and then from going into the program versus now being on the other side of it, how do you feel like it's affected your business? Well, first off, I'm not scared of numbers. Mm, awesome. I still don't like them. <laughs> but now I know how to read a balance sheet and how to really look at my profit and loss and just read those numbers and see where I need to make some changes to make my business more profitable. 
And that has been probably the most valuable thing I got out of it, aside from just the confidence. Mm -hmm. I can't overstate the amount of confidence I got from taking that and doing that course. And knowing that I do kind of have my stuff together. Yeah. And that was that was really helpful for me. It just gave me the confidence boost. It's like, yeah, I kn- I know what I'm doing and I'm going in the right direction. And all these people were supporting me and um helping me out in all of those decisions and now that I don't have that, I still have the confidence that I can go through the process again and again on my own and like kind of redo those growth plans every six months or so it's like okay i completed this growth plan now it's next so that's kind of how i got to the make it together grown-up craft camp is that was kind of my next growth plan idea yeah so talk about that because i know we you and i have talked separately about it um Mm -hmm. how did that so that did that come from your the 10k goldman sachs was that your growth plan when you were going through it no. No. Okay. <laughs> My growth plan for Goldman Sachs was a pop-up splatter room. Oh. Wow. And so I have a splatter room that we can take out into the community. It's for large-scale events. So like a dentist hired us to go out to theirs for a customer appreciation. Asian can't say appreciation. <laughs> and they had all their customers co- or their clients come and do the splatter, and it was just a fun event for this dentist we did the pride festival and we were there where people could splatter and it was really fun. Uh, we've done a couple other events around and we put it out in our parking lot sometimes for people to come and just do a quick splatter outside. So that was my growth opportunity that I implemented through the program. Okay. And then talk about the camp. So what that is, cause I think it's a really cool concept of it, yeah. another extension. <laughs> So this kind of happened spur of the moment. And then I realized this is a really great opportunity for me to spread spread my wings a little and kind of dip into more of a, a national focus. So we started the Make It Together Grown Up Craft Camp. It was a week in September and we sold all access passes to come and just take a ton of classes, a ton of workshops, and it turned out really well. And it's something that we're gonna use to move forward, uh, do this kind of event every year. So do people come out and they get to, they're there the whole time and they learn different things, like sewing and like, what are some of the options that you're teaching? We had a a local pottery studio involved. And so all the participants could have the opportunity to go and learn how to throw pottery on a wheel. And we had set it up with her. It was Say Do Say Pottery Studio here in Lincoln. And she basically took her whole week off and just worked with my people. And so they were able to get a three week course done in a week. So that was an option. So they were there two hours a day for three of the days doing their pottery class. We had Robert Mahar, who is really 
um, an excellent instructor. He was on the first season of Making It, that show on NBC with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. So he was on that show and he's just, he's got so much content online about teaching. And so he came and taught four classes, a couple on embroidery, one on sumenagashi. That's a cool water marbling technique. Okay. Wow. That we're kind of obsessed with now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so I had some business instructors come and talk about branding and brain fog just creativity Business i had a hypnotherapist <laughs> yeah. yeah i had a hypnotherapist come and we had a really cool uh, like meditation moment and helping to like unleash our creativity we went to i had spirit upload which is um she's she does tarot readings and crystal dousing and all sorts of stuff like that. And so we had um, a couple experiences with her where you could go and um, make a gemstone bracelet based on whatever gemstones you needed for your woo-woo self. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just a really fun week of crafting. We had casual crafting and we got some sponsors that would that provided us with the projects for our casual crafting during the days and it was just it was a fabulous event i can't believe we pulled it off in such a short time but we did and now it makes me even more confident for what we're going to do in the future so what's boy, the, we're even more prepared <laughs> what's the age range is this is this an adult an event grown-ups grown-ups yes Love that 21 and up so what was it like growing that like what uh, let me ask this first the participants how many were local like percentage local versus nation international we can go there and and what did you do to go beyond uh, nebraska so i would say i don't know exactly the numbers okay i would say probably 70 percent were local okay 30 percent from away mm-hmm we had so I had a friend from Seattle. The, she was the whole reason I started this actually because she was coming to visit, and I was like, "Let's make it a big thing." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're, you're coming. All right, I'm gonna make a camp for you. Oh so, um, you know, she friend. came from Seattle, <laughs> and um, gosh, well, my mom came. She was the first person to buy a ticket. So, thanks, mom. And uh, so she came from Oklahoma and brought a friend with her who came from Utah. We had um, several people from Seattle, a couple from South Dakota. And it was just, I think they heard about it mostly from me reaching out to them first off in, in our groups that we're in. So I relied on my relationship with Craft Industry Alliance. So I promoted it there. Um, the I am a part of Dear Handmade Life, their club, and their demographic is very much the kind of people who would like to come to my craft camp. So I promoted in there, and then just on our regular social media channels. Mm, I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a great book called The Artist Way you're probably familiar mm-hmm. with and I always find that when I'm feeling like disconnected from work I'm like I it, it's a reminder that like 
you we are creative people, but we forget as adults. And I think you're tapping into something that like, I think we all sort of dream about, oh, I want to sit down and paint. It's like, oh, well, who really has time to sit down and paint? But like to go to camp, we send our kids to camp, you know, like I want to go to camp. It's amazing. Yeah. Come to camp. I do. I Yeah. When's the next one? <laughs> yeah. September 7th through 11th, 2023. In Nebraska? In Nebraska. Are there Short tents? drive. Are there tents? No, oh, so we do not camping? camp like that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> not just, like that. I was like, like Nebraska. <laughs> I was like, Nebraska has houses, Courtney. No, I meant like because it's camping. <laughs> you would not believe the people things people say to me being from Wisconsin. <laughs> they do have some housing there. <laughs> I just was thinking, like, I don't know, like you know, camping no. tents and stuff. So okay, so people stay in their prospective hotels hotel, yeah. and all that kind we of have, stuff. I have a hotel block blocked off some people stayed in airbnbs but yeah no we do not camp like that that's not my jam i'm sorry oh my God. <laughs> okay so how um with this with the economy and all of that this stuff going on how are you retaining like employees and in, in um in your space My employees love me. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's everything. That's everything. That's everything. Okay, so back up then. Yeah. What have what kind of culture are you creating to Yeah. I mean, you're a wonderful person. Let, let's be honest. <laughs> but there obviously has to be other stuff you're doing to help create that atmosphere. I do pay them. Okay. So okay. That helps. I mean, that's yeah. helpful. Yeah. They're not just here for because they love me. Uh <laughs> I just do have I have a really good culture we all get along okay we all have started to maintain friendships here at work and outside of work we go and do things together we're all up in each other's business sometimes but it's really just we're a tight-knit group and when we bring someone else into this group you know we make sure that they feel welcome too, and we just mm-hmm. get bigger and bigger and we just open our arms a little wider. Um, as far as keeping people here, that has been a little difficult because I've had to cut some hours from some people. Like they, we have more hours in the summer when we're busier. And then when fall hits, sometimes I have to let people go until the next summer. And, but most of them come back. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, it's a lot. I offer a lot of perks so they can, they get a really good discount on all their craft stuff. Awesome. <laughs> For a lot of them, that's a really big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really flexible with scheduling. And if they need to leave in the middle of the day to go pick up a kid or things like that, you know, go for it. So just being flexible, I have that capability here. We have enough people to cover, and yeah. so I think that's why they they stay perks perks, and it's fun. Yeah, that's great. Now, from the time you did the brick, you know, you opened the brick and mortar to where you are now, I'm going to assume there's been a bump or two along the way. Can mm-hmm. you talk about you know one of the more significant obstacles you've had to overcome, and you know how you went about doing that to where you are today? Yeah, surprisingly, it's not COVID. All right, 
We try not to talk we about didn't want COVID, to talk about that. but it always comes up. So I'm glad it's not COVID. That was not our biggest obstacle, to be honest. Our location, our very first location, like I said, it was on a nice street where there was walking traffic, coffee shop, all that. The landlord changed mm. in the middle of my lease. And then that landlord was doing a lot of renovations. And so there was construction a lot. Our space changed a couple of times. So it seemed like Uh, every year we had some sort of big construction project that was in our face. So I spent a lot of time rearranging everything. And so at one point we lost our back room, which was fine. These were all good changes to be honest, but nonetheless, they were really big disruptors to the business. So he took our back room where we had woodworking and screen printing. And we were getting a new space where those things wouldn't be appropriate. So we had to lose our screen printing stuff and our woodworking tools. So we dropped that, but then we gained, you know, some other things because we had more of the front area space, less of a dirty space and more of a retail space. And so we could add more things and we had a better party area, stuff like that. So it was a give and take, but just the toll of the moving things around and having people in our space and the dust and the one Christmas, nobody could come through our front door. Like one Christmas season, they had to like go in this hallway and come through our back room just to get in our store. So it was really stressful for, from that perspective, but it did propel us forward and it did help us become more, I guess, versatile in what we offer and things like that but it was such a pain and I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> now, do you guys have a good relationship now though? We left that place. <laughs> okay, okay, so that. So we're in a new location. We got in a new location January, 2021. And we had to go through a res- renovation here oh, as no. well. Oh my just gosh. When we moved in, not just when we moved in, but we had to downsize a little bit to come here. But then the next door neighbors left in August of 2021. And so we took possession of their space and we just knocked down a wall and now we, I mean, we doubled our space. So fantastic! it was good, but I'm done now. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No more. Yeah. A lot of rearranging though. Like it. Yes. Good lesson for a business owner. You had, you put a plan in place. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's not, nothing's ever to plan. No. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, like my lease, I could have said, no, don't do that. And then I would have been a real jerk to my, you know, it was fine to, to move things around, but it was a big disruption and I don't want to do it again. <laughs> no. No, exactly. So what's, so what's next? Like, um, do you have a new growth strategy or a new concept that you want to put in place? Okay, yes. (laughs) I'm working more on the Make It Together Grown Up Craft Camp Mm -hmm. to kind of grow that. To help with that, I'm partnering with 
another local business owner who happens to be like my very best friend. Um, <laughs> so we're working on a craft challenge called Take a Break and Make. And we're going to launch that next year. And it's going to be, we're going to send supplies, craft, um, just like little random things. And everyone will get the same random things and we will all make something. But everything that's made will be different. And it's supposed to be just kind of to get you out of your funk. Here's a little package. We're all going to make something. Let's see whatever, you know, you can turn it into. And so we're going to do that. Take a break and make. And we're also going to try and focus that onto make it together so we can build that community of people who who want to be creative, who want to do fun things, who just need to get out and make stuff. So we're working on that. And then I also have in the works, one of the best things I've ever done for myself in business is called, I call it my executive retreat. And I hole up in a hotel or an Airbnb for a couple days and I just spend it thinking, reviewing, being quiet, planning for the next quarter. And it's really valuable to me to have that uninterrupted time so I can kind of get into the flow and just nail all those things that I can't do when I'm at the store and I'm getting bombarded with customers or whatever, and I don't have that solid chunk of time to do something that takes a little more brain work. So my executive retreats, I'm starting to have those where people come with me and we are able to have that quiet time, but we're also able to have one-on-one or group time where we can talk about what we're working on and get some feedback from people who are in the same, not necessarily the same businesses or things like that, but kind of at the same level. So I'm going to do a couple different levels where it's like a business Kickstarter retreat where someone's just beginning. And I had one of those last weekend and it was just like we were helping each other. They needed, they didn't know like, how do I start? Do I do an LLC? Do I, how do I get my EIN number? Where should I set up my website or should I sell on Etsy or just do craft fairs or things like that? So I'm working on building that out so I can have more people, I guess. I like talking about productivity and goal setting and things like that. So I'm taking, I'm making my executive retreats uh, not solo, but it. with a group. That's awesome. So I'm curious, with all the crafts and um, different mediums, what's your favorite? Where do you gravitate towards? I love to knit. I knit a lot. Do you like my sweater? I was going to say, I you know, I made my sweater. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, like, I would creep up a little bit in the screen. I was like, oh, someone totally made that. It's like, I did. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's very, thank you. Um, Yeah. I love knitting. I like weaving. I like all yarn things, basically. (laughs) Yarn things. And I also like the stuff that we have, you know, that we do for the Make It Anytime. I, I'm just not, I'm not proficient. 
which is funny. You know, like I can do them, I can make them, but I don't feel like I'm a real expert at any of those things. But knitting, I'm an expert. That's really cool. And so almost, you know, art and creativity is therapy. So like, what would you, I'm, you know, I, we just had a conversation with someone else about being able to be quiet and turn our brains off. What would you suggest as an adult creative coming in and saying, okay, like this is, this is what you should try to kind of clear, you know, craft to clear your brain or like help you not think about all the other stuff, like be quiet, (laughs) which I can't do. (laughs) There are a lot of things that have a meditative quality to them Mm -hmm. in doing which is really nice, you know, you get the repetitive motion. Mm -hmm. And once you get going in that repetitive motion, your mind is able to wander and that your subconscious can really come forward with a lot of really great ideas. Mm -hmm. So knitting is one of those. Embroidery is another thing that I think has that same sort of quality. And you get to stab something which is nice. Um, right? Better than people. So you, yeah. It's better than people. Yeah. So you get to poke that needle in, poke the needle out, and you're making something beautiful, but you also get that like feeling of like, I'm stabbing yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Coloring and doodling is another thing that's really great. Just sitting and being able to just fill in the colors and you don't have to think a paint yeah. by number, you know, just it's, there's so many ways. That's so yeah. good. And you just forget. Yeah. You literally forgot until you said, you're like, oh, color. I'm like, oh, I had a coloring book. I know. I have a whole set. <laughs> I got into that for a while. Anybody can color. <laughs> exactly. All right. Want to do some rapid fire? Absolutely. All right, do. Christy, we're ready for the rapid fire. <clears throat> oh, so boy. What's your favorite beverage? Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. I love it. Have you had a Dr. Pepper here in Texas? Because they taste different. I swear uh, you know, they I do. have. Yeah. I have. <laughs> I was driving, my family's in Oklahoma, and um, go Boomer Sooner. <laughs> I love this Sorry. Yeah. I graduated no, I from, yeah, I graduated from the University of Oklahoma, so Boomer Sooner. But we were driving to Texas, and it just happened to be OU Texas weekend. And, you know, that's a big deal in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So we were driving down, and there was this sign that said, Dr. Pepper fried pies. And I, we were like, this is a road trip miracle. Because <laughs> <laughs> it said they were only available that day. Oh. And so we were like, we have to go get Dr. Pepper fried pies. So we pulled over and it was like, cause Dr. Pepper does all the college football sponsorship mm-hmm. and stuff. And they had taken over this whole gas station and you could only get Dr. Pepper. They had stuff out in the parking lot, Dr. Pepper this, Dr. Pepper that. And we were like in our heaven. It was like Disneyland. And they had fried pies with Dr. Pepper filling and it was so delicious. Um, Yeah, it's, Mm. yeah. Dr. Pepper lip smackers. (laughs) Yeah. We could go rounds, yes. It's great, Texas Dr. (laughs) Pepper, I'm all for it. Yes. Um, the best advice you've ever been given? Just start. Yeah. 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 Just start like perfection. You can't wait for everything to be perfect. Just, just go for it. Uh, and if you could have dinner with anyone, 
Leslie Jones. Oh. Saturday Night Live. Yes. That would be very fun. Oh, I'm sure. I always feel bad for comedians, though, because, like, there's got to be this pressure on them to be fun or funny, Funny, right? right. (laughs) So, yeah. But, yeah. I just think she'd be a blast. I do, too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What are you reading right now? Big Feelings. Um, I wrote down the title. Big Feelings, How to Be Okay When Things Aren't Okay. Mm. Yeah. I like listening to, uh, I'm a self-help book junkie and therapy book junkie. And that's, this This one's a good one. Big feelings. Okay. Oh, that's, I'm going to write that one on my list. Yeah. Top bucket list item. I want to take one of those bougie river cruises on the Danube in Europe. Yes. Really bad. I think I'm, I'm old enough now that I am in their target market. And <laughs> it really appeals to me. Yeah, and I bet it would be beautiful too. The, just just chilling. hanging out, me and my husband with all the old retirees. Yeah. They have lectures on those boats, <laughs> history lectures. And that just sounds so fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, wanted to I haven't that. seen those. I'll have to look them oh, up. Oh, no, my grandparents have done it. Okay. Yeah. And they. They loved it because, you know, like you get there's like tea service and then like you stop somewhere and you get, you know, they, they coordinate everything. They bust you into different stuff. I mean, yeah. And they they did it in in Russia at one point. I mean, they they've been everywhere. Okay. But, so I I'll give them the record. I'll give you the recommendation for them. All right. Yeah. Uh, and it then my. Fun. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my favorite question is, what's your guilty pleasure? Well, I try not to feel guilty about anything I pleasure. <laughs> Cause I'm not here for that. So, but I do do a lot of things that people might consider guilty pleasures. I love binging RuPaul's Drag Race. It's one of the best. I get mis- and I get massages for myself every month. Mm, yeah, good for you. That's a good. Yeah, I don't think that should one. be a guilty pleasure. That is just straight up self care. Yeah, agreed with a, that. It's a necessity for me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Then. Well, Christy, thank you so much. If somebody wanted to find out more about the camps. Uh, I don't know if the retreats are open, but uh, make it, take it. Can you give us the main websites they need to go to? Yeah, so make it, take it, and it's spelled with no E's. So dot com. That's the main place. That's okay. our Instagram. You can find us on Facebook with that, just at make it, take it. We also just are launching the make it together website. So we'll have that coming up probably I don't know when this will be aired but that should be up by December 1st okay yeah it'll be a little after that so it'll be live okay so yeah makeittogether.com again make it spelled with m-a-k-i-t and we're make it together on Instagram okay TikTok okay you gotta get on the talk that's right so yes. <laughs> yeah, make it take it and make it together. Both of those things we have independently now. Okay, awesome. Wonderful. We'll have all those on our notes page too. Christy, thank you so much for joining yes. us. I appreciate you being our first non-Texas guest. Yes, it was awesome. Thank you, and thank um, you. I appreciate it. It's this was really fun. Love what you're Thanks. doing. Yeah, thank awesome. You. Thank you. All right, cut, Lindsay. Christy, thank you so much.